Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio. Welcome to the High Velocity Radio Show, where we celebrate top performers producing better results in less time. Stone Payton here with you this morning. What a marvelous conversation this is going to be. You guys are in for such a real treat. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast CEO and founder of Cashflow Diary, Mr. Jermaine Massey. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning to yourself. How are you? I am doing well. Really been looking forward to this conversation. Got a ton of questions. Sure, we won't get to them all, but I'm thinking maybe a good place to to start is to maybe have you articulate mission, purpose. What what are you and your team really out there every day trying to do for folks, man? Got it, got it, got it. But but hold on. Did you say you were looking forward? (laughs) Absolutely. Tell me why. What's that about? I mean, this isn't your, I mean, you you do lots of this stuff. (laughs) Well, I do. I get to do a lot of interviewing and conversations, but I am particularly interested in real estate and learning how to invest and make money in real estate. And so I am all ears and on the edge of my seat to see if I can learn some things, at least what what I might begin to start reading, thinking about, doing. And so I am really particularly interested in this conversation, man. Got it. Got it. Totally makes sense. And same, you know, for most people, it, it, it's not like you, you wake up one day and go, hey, I can't wait to become a real estate investor. I didn't do that. Um, but <laughs> what we do is, is quite straightforward. I, I like to say that we create seven-figure families. That's what we do. Over time, that's what we do. How do we do that? Uh, We start by teaching the principles of having assets produce your income instead of your labor, which is expressed with short-term rentals. So at the end of the day, it's teaching someone like yourself how to own, build, manage, and control assets, in this case, a business uh, asset, using somebody else's property at the beginning so that you can produce stable cash flow that then allows you to purchase your own assets like real estate. I knew this was going to happen. I've got already, I got to know out of the box because I don't think I've, I've even come across that idea of using someone else's property. I've been operating under the impression I got to go get my own. You know, that when I first started this particular business model, oh man, seven, eight years ago, uh, I had the same paradigm and I was sitting at Starbucks one day and I can, I remember where I was when it happened and I was just doing the math because I, having come from, you know, cell phone towers, commercial retail, uh, single family houses and, and mortgages, a whole bunch of type of different real estate. I, I have a process that I go through when it comes to due diligence. And I was in escrow in a four bedroom house out here in Southern California. And I was just going through the process, making sure the numbers made sense. And then as, as, you know, discipline would have it, I ran my process and ask myself compared to what that is by far one of the most important questions i think people could ask themselves because uh, we will say things like it's not a good investment or it's too expensive or isn't that cheap and these are all relative terms compared to what and because i asked myself that one question i ended up redoing the numbers to realize the hundred thousand dollars that i was going to be putting into this particular property would earn a higher return if I rented other people's property first 
as opposed to buying a particular house. And that set me off in a completely different direction. And well, here we are today. So say a little bit more about your backstory. How did you land in this line of work in, in, in general? Were you always going to be involved in, in real estate or were you doing something completely different? <laughs> Sorry, that did, no, I wasn't, I was <laughs> not always involved in real estate. Um, I, I, well, I got started into real estate, not because I was trying to get into real estate. I, I needed to eat at the time. My, my then wife was, pregnant. She, when she was pregnant, she has a condition known as hyperemesis. She couldn't eat or drink. Um, I had a punctured lung, um, I, cause I was playing volleyball and then I landed on a guy's head. Um, I have a public high school diploma. That is my version of a PhD. And when you combine all those <laughs> things together, it, what it comes down to is I needed a way to eat. And many of us say things like, Hey, I have to go to work and we got to be careful about the words that we say, or I need a job. No, what you need is a source of income. And that's what I learned. And I started in the real estate space as a uh, wholesaler, what's popularly known as a wholesaler, because with a credit score of 398, there was no lender that was going to touch me and I still needed to eat. So I had to find a way to create value. And that was the key that wholesaling taught me is that the marketplace does not care about my situation or your situation. It cares about my solution. And therefore, if I can bring a solution, they will absolutely compensate you for it. And, you know, um, we ended up doing around 200 or so wholesale transactions, earning between 2000 to $26,000 each. And that's how I got introduced to the IRS because taxes. <laughs> so... When I learned that they wanted their fair share, or you could say unfair share, depending on how you look at that, I said, I don't want that to happen again. So I started collecting houses that, and and that's it. You know, my real estate career has been comprised of how do I solve the next problem that I'm now experiencing? And that's exactly how I ended up in short-term rentals is uh, what very few landlords, long-term landlords will tell you. It's a great way, landlording. Owning lots of properties is a great way to build wealth. It's a horrible way to build income. And that's what I found out is that I needed a more active today income, not just net worth wealth building, because the margins in long-term landlording were so thin. Hmm. So I was looking for a way to take an existing portfolio and make it profitable today while debt was still on the property, which is what I think most of your listeners and most of the people who can hear us are, that's the situation you're in. You're barely, your margins are so thin and it's either deferred maintenance or cash flow. And the short-term rentals was a a way to make that happen or is the way, in my opinion, to make that happen for today's uh, investor. So for the uneducated, uninformed, at least that's how I'll characterize myself, the, the, just the idea of a short-term rental, it it it, um, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of a lot of work, right? Like, it, whereas a long-term thing sounds like, oh, I'm going to go through this one transaction and I'm set for a while. Uh, but but maybe there's some misconception, misinformation, some perspective you can offer on that. That did that you was- say maybe? Some- <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay. So, well, that's like, here's that, that's like saying, I mean, literally, it's, it, it's like saying, 
Um, you know, when I go to Costco or Sam's Club or if I own one of those, that's a that's that's just man, that that's the ticket. That's the way to do it. But man, if I was, you know, Target or Walmart or Nordstrom, that's just too much work. That's what you've just said to me, Hmm. because what a short term rental is, it works on the exact same principle as wholesale to retail or like a vending machine. What we buy is inventory. My inventory is time. I buy 365 days at once from a wholesaler, landlord, okay? And then I resell those same days one at a time. Now, is there a difference between my customer and and the, the traditional wholesale? Yes, absolutely. There is some work, but like all work, it can be systematized. And it's not, especially in the real estate space, it's not like I'm physically doing the work. Your boy can't design a doggone thing. Don't ask me to clean. (laughs) It's not going to happen because, uh, yeah, that would be really bad for somebody. But somebody knows how to clean. Somebody knows how to design. Somebody knows how to run inventory and procurement. Somebody knows those things. I don't. My job as entrepreneurs to use other people's resources to put them together to productive use and improve the quality of life of someone else with our product or service. So it's no different. It's just different work. That's how I look at it. So so speaking of the work for you, where do you plug in? Do you plug in by educating someone like me or do you get involved in some of the the execution of of the where where does your work begin and end in this regard? Never. I, I never end, but <laughs> at the same time, I do both. Uh, we run a portfolio across multiple states, and we teach individuals to run their portfolios uh, across multiple states and countries. We've had the privilege of working with individuals now in 17 different countries on this particular business model. Uh, but on a day-to-day basis, myself and the team, yeah, we we process anywhere. I would say right now we're probably at 100, 200 reservations a month. Wow. So ourselves um and uh, we i've forgotten how many uh people we have helped learn to to run portfolios like this uh, as well and again that that's the thing uh some people when they're thinking about short-term rentals or airbnb as they popularly call it Mm -hmm. they're only thinking about one or two um i'm not the guy for that Uh, i only know how to do this well when you want to do 10 20 40 our most popular student or successful student uh, got up to 120. Uh, they've since gone on to own a couple of hotels. Uh, they've been featured in Condé Nast as well. It's on Netflix. So it, it's stuff like that. That is, that's my game. You know, I, I don't know how to do it small. I only know how to do it such that it creates a seven figure family. So, so the mechanism, the, the mechanism is, is cash flow diary. Is it, uh, like a, a course that you go on online? Is it, is it personal interaction with, with you or someone on your team? Is it a hybrid of that kind of thing? What's the mechanism? Yeah. No. Well, we tried the, we tried the course model like everybody else. We, 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 but we do still provide the, you know, videos for those who really, really think, Oh, we can figure it all out on our own. Right. Uh, our experience has taught us that it takes a whole lot more to teach someone. I mean, about the only background I think could could get it halfway decent is someone who comes from the logistics world, simply because the amount of moving parts to execute 
this as cleanly and smoothly and as uh, inexpensively as we do is really, you know, it, it to me, it feels like a work of art. Or maybe if you ran a cruise ship, <laughs> something <laughs> like that, that you're in. But um, no, it, it, uh, we, it's what I like to call an accountability program. It's not a, there's not a lack of information still. There really isn't. Right. Uh, so the information, yes, is it out there now? It's not organized. So there is some value to that. But, I, and I, let me just go off the deep end for a second. A couple weeks back, um, we had a, a student say, Hey, uh, do you have an SOP? That's a standard operating procedure, uh, for w- when, when a guest dies inside one of your units. Mm. Now, if you go and search, Today, on uh, the internet, you can't really find that for a short-term rental operator, but we have that, right? What do I do when XYZ happens? Now, and now that I've gone off the deep end, everybody's mind is coming up, yeah, but what about this and this and that and the other? (laughs) And imagine having documented, vetted processes Mm. that anyone could follow in order to execute that. So that you, the owner, business operator, I tend to find out about things that happen like during our weekly, you know, debrief. I don't find out until the problem is solved, cleaned up, and somebody else is already there. That's where I am today. But at the end of the day, that's what I'm talking about. You can provide any product, business, or service with the proper systems in place uh, at scale without it having to take all of your time. But the truth of the matter is this business is really hard from zero to seven units. It gets easier from seven to 15. And after 15, we're talking maybe one hour a day if you have put in the proper systems. But again, most people that I run into can't fathom what I just said. They are right now having some sort of conniption fit thinking about like, wait, 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 what? Uh, how, How many did he say? Because they can't, they've not seen it. They they don't think it's possible, but yet it's what we've been doing for a number of years now. So, how does the whole sales and marketing thing work for you guys? And I really mean it on a couple of different fronts. One is uh, getting some critical mass of people wanting to learn these things and get involved from the cash flow diary standpoint. And when you're out there, I don't know, selling people on on working with you in any perspective, insight, experience on the whole sales and marketing thing it would be helpful to me personally, but also, I, you know, our listeners as well, because they're all, so many of them are entrepreneurs out there. They're having to sell in some way. Well, that, so this is where we have a beginning and unfair advantage. Part of the business model in and of itself revolves around uh, supply and demand economics. In every corner of the globe that we have touched so far, um, supply is drastically low relative to demand. Therefore, finding guests to stay at, at your locations, that's, that's a non-issue. Let me explain. Most people, when I, when they've only been thinking about vacations or sunny spots, what mm-hmm. most people don't realize is this is more of a temporary housing business. And there are about 65 different use cases that we've identified. Let me give you an example. Today, as you guys are hearing me, somewhere in the city right now, somebody's house flooded. They called their insurance company. That insurance company outsourced the claim 
to a, a third party provider. That third party provider has one job. Find that insured, that homeowner, a place to stay. That place to stay is a short-term rental. And when you understand that, you know, I know that in every city, this is going on all the time. And those are some of the most profitable stays because those are typically 30, 60, 90 day stays simply because of how long it takes to clean up something like, uh, you know, uh, pipes bursting or mold. Yeah. And, but this, these aren't things people are thinking about. But also today, when you watch the news or the next time you hear of a hurricane or tornado, FEMA gets involved. Those displaced homeowners need a place to stay. And guess where they stay? That's also a short-term rental. Hmm. Now, let me go one more step further. Okay. You, you, you've heard of this small little country by the name of uh, Ukraine, right? Yes. All of those refugees that came to the United States need a place to stay. Do, do you see where I'm going with this? Yes. The, and it, so it's so much bigger than just put your property on Airbnb and this is how it works. In fact, Airbnb is the low price leader. Um, no, And don't get me wrong. You can make some, you will make decent money there. And that's how I started because I didn't know any better. I've learned a lot since, you know, since we started because I have an insight into so many different, you know, locations. But it don't. If you've ever watched a movie and you've ever seen the internal shot, like they're shooting and it looks like they're in somebody's house, yeah. that's because they're in somebody's house. They don't build it all the time. <laughs> right. And and you know what that is? That's also a short term rental. But those are like tens of thousands of dollars per day as a movie set. So th- there's so many use cases for what we do that it's built and, and it's built with the same basic system that undergirds everything so it's 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 almost unfair right because like i said supply is so low that demand is so high it's it's one of those things where you don't have to be good in order to be present you just have to be present period and you you, you're you're wishing or receiving an overwhelming tide flow of people who have demand. We've got many stories, many examples of when someone's in the process of bringing new inventory to market, they haven't even taken photos yet and get reservations. Simple because, again, there's a process to it. There's a way to market and target who it is that you're looking for so that you don't just get anybody because there's still safety screening and security to consider. But once you've got those things figured out, like I said, it's just a matter of bringing more and more inventory to market and having the necessary uh, systems and technology in place to be able to do it. And that's actually what's created this opportunity. It's technology. I mean, technology is slamming into real estate in such a way that many traditional landlords aren't aware. And I've been saying this for years, but I'll say it again. Every landlord is going to have to contend with short-term rentals. Whether you like it or not, you can get mad at me. You can resist, but they're coming. And you're going to have to find a way to deal with it. Otherwise, you're never going to maintain the occupancy that you need in order to do what you've always done because it's changed. I, I'm so intrigued with this wholesale model. So to play this out, let's say that that I'd 
bit the bullet with my brother, and we and we bought a little place here in in North Georgia to rent out to uh, people who were going to. Th- this is a great area for people who like to do the mountain biking, and um, and oh, we cool. did that. Now, could on the other side of the table, could we be seeking out people like you to just go ahead and buy those three hundred and sixty five days? There must be a a, a marketplace. One hundred percent. Yeah, never yes. even occurred to me. Yeah, one hundred percent. I've got uh, people in, uh, and we get those emails all the time. <laughs> because, you're like Gordon Gecko. You're you look at a hundred deals a day, <laughs> and it's a it's it's a lot. But <laughs> because again, we just happen to be the intersection of solving yeah. a number of problems. Landlords have vacancy. That's expensive. That's yeah. a problem. People need a place to stay temporarily. That's clean, safe, and affordable. So we just bridge both of those gaps really is we was what it comes down to. But, and and we do so in the while providing jobs to the local market. So, I mean, the, the number of people that we have to employ for any one reservation and you start to multiply that out across not only, you know, one operator who has, you know, two, five, 10, 20 locations, but all the students that we, we come across, it, it can become, it, it becomes massive and it's exciting to be honest. So at, at this point in your career, what are you finding the most rewarding, man? What are you enjoying the most about the work? So this, mm, you're trying to make me cry. All right. So <laughs> I'm not going to do that today. No. Um, what it comes down to is I, I myself, I, I am, I'm autistic and I have ADHD. And recently one of my students came to, to, to me to tell me that his son had recently been diagnosed same. And first he said, thank you for letting me know. Cause I, he had no idea what it was. And I had been the only person who he had ever you know, run into who said anything. But, and then he followed that up with, and thank you for teaching me what you've taught me. Cause see, he's, he's, he was prior in the military. And as he was exiting the military, we, we helped him in his, uh, late twenties, early thirties to put himself in a, a, you know, seven figure position so he could transition out of the service into civilian life. And has a seven plus figure business now. But what he was grateful for was I have the resources. That's what he said. He's like, I had no idea how expensive this was, but thank you because I don't have to worry about being able to provide anything for my son. Mm. That's what I do right there. That's what I care about. I know. Because when a when when a father has the resources, he will lead his family. I know that. I believe that in 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 all the way through, up and down. And the resources isn't just the money; it's also the time. Because we spend and trade so much time. That's what we were taught to take one of our most valuable assets and trade it for something that's less valuable. But if you learn how to use and leverage assets that you build, uh, build, buy, own, and control to create your income, now you have both. You have monetary resources, time resources, and now you get the 
freedom of choice. And that's what he's experiencing, him and his wife are experiencing today, is that they get to choose how to best take care of their son. And and that's why we've got a collection of stories like that. In fact, we just had our first single black female cross seven figures this year. And I'm just like, yes, this is awesome. Right. And notice I have to get so I got to get specific now in order to (laughs) because of the number of people that we've been able to help. It's like it's not just first person to ever. It's just and and that's what's rewarding is being able to gift to somebody something that um, I discovered uncovered by a tragedy. Right. Yeah. And if but for the my lungs and all this other stuff that happened, I would have never d- discovered that. And then today I get to give it to other people. Wow. All right, man. Where can our listeners go to learn more, start tapping into your work and uh, maybe even have a conversation with, with you or someone on your on your team? Whatever you think is appropriate website, email. I just want to make sure they can tap into your work, man. Yeah, we're at Cashflow Diary on all socials at Cashflow Diary. Uh, right now, though, the one of the ways to get up to speed really quickly is uh, to get what we call our blueprint. It's cashflowdiary.com forward slash blueprint. What I will literally do, we've pre-made an eight hour training that'll teach you the beginnings from A to Z. You will be able to get at least one unit with the blueprint and that is absolutely at no additional cost so just go to cashflowdiary.com forward slash blueprint download it now don't just download it watch it and then (laughs) do what it says (laughs) well Jermaine it has been an absolute delight having you on the show this morning thanks for investing the time and the energy to share your perspective and and your experience you're you're doing tremendous work and, and we sincerely appreciate you man I I appreciate you because I know what it takes to produce content. We've been doing it for a while and 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 you're doing it and you do it with with joy. So I hope your listeners appreciate it uh, too, because at the end of the day, us helping each other is how we get it done. Amen. Absolutely. My pleasure. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today, CEO of Cashflow Diary, Mr. Jermaine Massey. And everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you in the fast lane.